Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarudha Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasih al-Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inside of his noble book after reminding us about the blessing of the Qur'an and the benefits that are contained therein and reminding us about the end result of those who turn away from the Qur'an and what is waiting for them and that which has been prepared for them and informing us about the reward for those who turn to the Qur'an and live their lives in accordance to it and submit to its guidance and the reward that is waiting for them and that which has been prepared for them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He goes on to mention as Allah Jalla wa'ala, He says, خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ بِغَيْرِ عَمَدٍ تَرَوْنَهَا He says what translated means, and the heavens have been created without any type of pillars that are seen, without any type of pillars that are seen. Allah Ta'ala, He goes on and He says, وَأَلْقَى فِي الْأَرْضِ رَوَاسِيَ أَن تَمِيدَ بِكُمْ And He has put inside of the earth mountains so that the earth has stability. It is not unstable. So that the earth has stability for you. وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ دَابَّةِ and we have put therein from every type of animal, from every type of cattle, from every type of animal. And we have sent down from the heavens water, meaning rain. And we have placed therein every type of vegetation that comes in pairs, every type of vegetation, noble vegetation. Allah Ta'ala, He says in the next ayah, this is Allah's creation. So show me that which those who are called upon other than Allah, show me what is their creation? What have they created? What is their creation? Allah Ta'ala says, But rather, the oppressors, the transgressors, they are in clear and manifest error. Allah Jalla wa'ala, here in this ayah, and it's incumbent that we reflect and we ponder and we pay attention. 
he points out to us inside of this ayah, as Imam Sa'di, rahmatullah alayhi, he mentions that Allah Ta'ala, he points out, Yatslu Ta'ala ala ibadin, that Allah Ta'ala, he recites upon his slaves, atharan min atharihi wa qudratih, that Allah Ta'ala, he recites upon his slaves, showing them some of the traces, na'am, atharan min athari qudratih, some of the traces of his power, some of the traces of his power and his might. Allah Ta'ala, he shows us some of the benefit that we gain and the outstanding wisdom and the per perfect wisdom of, of Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see the traces or some of the traces of His mercy. Naam. Some of the traces will show us Allah's ability. Some of the traces which shows us that Allah's wisdom is perfect. He puts everything in its proper place. And some of the traces which shows us the mercy in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has bestowed upon us in what? That Allah ta'ala, as Allah ta'ala, He says, That He has created the heavens. When one reflects upon the bounty of the creation of the heavens, and that the bounty that that has upon us in, in our daily lives, then they will understand, they will realize that what? Is that there will be no daily life for us if the heavens weren't created the way they were created on top of us. There will be no life for us if the earth wasn't created as it was created under us. Because we are individuals who live on top of the earth and under the sky. We are creatures that live on top of the earth and under the sky. So when we see this, we realize that the creation of the heavens, the creation of the earth is something that has tremendous importance and significance to us as it is linked to our benefit, it is linked to our welfare. Imam Ibn Kathir, he mentions, وَبَيَّنَ سُبْحَانَهُ بِهَذَا that Allah Ta'ala, He makes it clear, He points out by way of this, He fully explains to us by way of this, which shows us His tremendous ability. Upon His creation of the heavens and the earth, the fact that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala created the heavens, created the earth, shows us, gives us an example, gives us some insight on the power and the might and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that which is inside of them and that which is between them, it shows us some of the might, some of the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says, that he has created the heavens without any pillars that you see. That there are no pillars for the heavens. None that are seen and none that are unseen. It's not like there's some invisible pillars. No, there are no pillars. Which shows us the might, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It shows us his power, his ability, his might. That he can make something as great as the 
heavens are and there are no pillars holding them up. No pillars that are seen, no pillars that are invisible. There are no pillars holding them up. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do such. When one understands this might and this power, this ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they should have awe for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When one understands the benefits that the heavens and the earth have upon the individual, one shall have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When one understands the power and the might and the ability of Allah and how He is so kind to His creation, Allah's power, might, ability, His kindness to His creation, His mercy upon His creation, so on and so forth, all of this ends, all of this equates to one conclusion. It results in one conclusion for the sound mind, the one who has a sound intellect. And that is what? That is, La ilaha illallah. That none has the right to be worshipped in truth, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when one looks at these ayat, looks at what is the purpose of their mention and so on and so forth, it reminds us of this fact of la ilaha illallah. As every single ayah, every ayah inside Allah's noble book, it comes pointing us to la ilaha illallah. Every single ayah inside of Allah's noble book, it points us to the prohibition of shirk. The prohibition of the associating of partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has placed inside of the earth that which benefits us from every which way, shape and form. As relates to certain things, then their benefit is well known, is obvious to us. As relates to other things, their benefit may not be as obvious to us. In any event, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to both of these things. Those which may not necessarily be as obvious to us and those which may be obvious to us. Allah ta'ala, He says, وَأَلْقَى فِي الْأَرْضِ رَوَاسِيَ أَن تَمِيدَ بِكُمْ And He has placed inside of the earth these rawasiya, these posts. What are the posts? What are these posts inside of the earth? Meaning the what? The mountains, the jibal. That is what is meant by rawasi. Is what? Jibal. These mountains, which are beautiful when you look at them, a lot of benefit connected to them from the fresh water that comes down from the snow caps that they're mounting on the top of the mountain, so on and so forth. But also a benefit that perhaps maybe is not obvious to us. And that is that what? Is that these mountains, they act as stabilizing factors for the earth. Ma'am? As stabilization for the earth. These jibal, al-jibal, Imam Kathiri mentions, al-jibal, arusalat al-arub. These mountains that stabilize the earth. Ma'am, that stabilize the earth. Give weight to the earth so that what? So that it is not spinning out of its axis, it's not spinning uncontrollably and thus throwing all of the creatures on side of it, inside of the water, throwing it there, throwing it here, so on and so forth. It stabilizes the earth. The stabilization of the earth is something of a tremendous benefit. Why? Because could we live upon the earth if it wasn't stable? 
If the ground wasn't stable under our feet, could we live upon the earth? What would be our quality of life if the ground wasn't stable? You couldn't even walk, let alone build a structure. Let alone build a structure. You couldn't even walk upon it if there was no stabilization to it. Naam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from His mercy, from His kindness to His creatures, and the well treatment of his creatures he put inside of the earth that which brings stability to the earth and that is what the mountains Allah Ta'ala says so that it does not shake with you this is what it means so that the earth does not shake uncontrollably with you upon it so thus the mountains they were put therein when one understands the bounty, when one understands the benefit of the having the mountains inside of the earth, how can you not love Allah? How can you not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is an encouragement for you to obey Allah because look at what He has done for you. He has put the mountains in the earth so to keep the earth stable under your feet. How can you not love Allah? When you understand the power, the might, and the ability of Allah to put the mountains inside of the earth to stabilize the earth, how could you not be scared of Allah? You have to be scared of Him. Look at His might, look at His ability. He put the mountains in the earth, look how big the mountains are. Put the mountain inside the earth to keep the earth stable. Look at His might, look at His ability. If you disobey Him, Allah, if you disobey Allah, you contemplate on what Allah has the ability to do to you, whatever He wants to. You see? So all of this equates into what? Ends in what? La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. And then Allah Ta'ala, He reminds us of a bounty that perhaps is obvious to us, but we still need to be reminded about it. Because how many people are ungrateful as relates to it? And every creature has been placed inside of the earth. Every creature has been placed inside of the earth. From the various types of snaf and hayawanat. From the various types of what? Of animals. We benefit from them. We use some of them as beasts of burden to help us plow our fields and carry loads and so on and so forth and ride upon them. them. Others from amongst them, we eat them. So on and so forth. If there were no animals upon the earth, what would be your quality of life? Be very difficult. Be very difficult. If there were no animals upon the earth, how good could your life really be? Be very, very, very terrible. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He puts inside of the earth these animals that we may benefit from them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He goes on and He says, And we sit down from the skies, from the heavens, water, meaning the rain. If there were no rain to fall upon us, how would our quality of life be? It would be, it would be no life. If we had no water to drink, eventually we all die of thirst. Then what? No more human beings. So how important is water? Very important. Allah Ta'ala, He says, فَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ زَوْجٍ كَنِيمٍ And we have put 
inside of it be brought forth by way of the, 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 the rains that come down from the heavens, the water that come down from the heavens, every type of vegetation, every type of noble vegetation which comes in pairs, male and female. Imam Kathir, he mentions, he says that when, as relates to this, every creation that has يعني, a, 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 a noble creation that looks good, beautiful, is beneficial, and also what is beautiful. The various types of vegetation, flowers, and so on and so forth, very beautiful, various types of trees, bushes, shrubs, so on and so forth, very beautiful. And also the human beings. Also the human beings enter into this. That which has come forth and sprung from the earth. What? Also the human beings. Naam. As our father Adam, he was made from what? Turab. So also the human beings, they will enter into this as well. Now, how noble is that? How beneficial is that? When we reflect over these things, then it leads us to one conclusion, and that is La ilaha illallah. And that's why Allah Ta'ala, He goes on inside of the next ayah to point this out in the most clearest of terms. Hada, aqulu qawli hada, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jami'il muslimin, fa astaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah wa ba'du. Ya ibadullah, it is incumbent that we reflect over Allah's book, that we reflect over the Qur'an, and we benefit from it. Because from that which enters into making hijrah away from the Qur'an, migrating from the Qur'an, the abandonment of the Qur'an, from that which enters into it, is not reflecting over it, not contemplating over it. Meaning that what? Meaning a person could be reading it. They could be memorizing it daily. But if they don't contemplate over it, then this also equates to them leaving the Qur'an. Naam? Because if you don't contemplate over the Qur'an, then how could you implement it if you don't understand it? If you don't understand it, how could you implement it? And if you don't ponder over it, how could you understand it? You have to reflect. You have to study it. Now, this is why these things are of tremendous importance. And then when you look to the enrichment of your life, how can your life be enriched by way of the Qur'an if you don't understand what is inside the Qur'an? You have to understand it. So it's very important. We have to reflect. We have to think. These are the things that change our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inside of the next ayah, Allah Ta'ala, He says, This is Allah's creation. That which was aforementioned, this is what Allah has created. Naam, this is what Allah has created. This is Allah's creation. So now you show me what have these other ones created. This is Allah's creation. Those other ones that people call upon, that they associate as partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how great their status. You have some and they pray to Isa. 
they pray to Jesus the status of Isa is tremendous one of the best human beings ever however no one deserves worship except Allah the Malaika, the angels what is their status? tremendous some of the best of Allah's creatures but they don't deserve anything from worship all worship belongs to Allah when you look at these two noble categories of angels and of prophets what have they created? nothing this is Allah's creation they are Allah's creatures they are Allah's creation so these things that people call upon they have not created anything but in reality they are created they don't deserve worship and if this is the case for the prophets and messengers and the angels then how is it not the case for those less than them those who their status is less so what wali from the awliya could deserve anything from worship if the anbiya wa rusul wa malaika don't deserve anything from worship what wali from the awliya is better than Jibreel? Jibreel don't deserve worship, so why does this one get worship? So now if you add that to something that was actually alive, a human, whatever the case is, then now what about a rock? What about a stone? What about an animate object? What about a tree? What kind of worship does a tree deserve? Nothing. It has not created anything, but itself is created. It cannot even help or benefit itself. If I come at that tree with a chainsaw, the tree gonna stop me from cutting it down. When Ibrahim he came at those idols with the with the mallet, did those idols stop him from breaking them? No. Why? Because the stone is created. It has it it, it, it created nothing. It deserves nothing from worship. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us here clearly in this ayah that what? That as Allah has created the heavens and the earth and everything that we know, we see and so on and so forth, Allah created everything from the creation. He did all of it by itself. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala is to be worshipped by Himself alone. No associated parts with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, But rather, the transgressors, we hear later on in this same surah that what? That shirk is what? Is, 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 is the greatest oppression. Shirk is the greatest oppression. There is no oppression. There is no misappropriation that is worse than shirk. There is no sin that is worse than shirk. is to put something other than its proper place. When one takes the worship that belongs to Allah and he puts it somewhere else, he puts it for a prophet or a messenger or a tree or a celestial body or a stone or so on and so forth, this is the greatest misappropriation. You have put it, ibadah in a wrong place. Ibadah don't belong to the creation. Ibadah belongs to the creator. Worship does not belong to the creation. It belongs to the creator. So Allah Ta'ala, He calls them what? Volimun. These are people who have misappropriated. These are people who have put things in the wrong place. They have put their ibadah in the wrong place. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, That these dhalimun, they are inside of error. They are inside of misguidance. They are inside of jahl. They are inside of 
ignorance. They are inside of blindness. They have no insight. They have no understanding. And how could they? This is Allah's creation. So now you show me what they created. Nothing. So then what you worshiping them for? Which shows the, the ultimate of their stupidity. So Allah Ta'ala says that they are in what? Dolalin Mubin. They are clearly astray. They are in clear manifest error. Their error is clear to everybody that has a mind. That sound, that works properly. It's clear. They are in manifest error. An error that no one disagrees with. Who has insight, who has intellect, who their mind works properly. Nobody can disagree. It's an error. And this is the result of what? All of this is the result of what? Those who turn their backs on the Quran, those who turn their backs on the guidance of Islam. Do you see that why their life is in shambles? Because if the greatest thing, listen, if the greatest thing in your life is what? Is is worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the greatest thing. That's the reason why you're here. Allah Ta'ala says, Now that I create the jinnah or the mankind for them to worship me. So the reason that you've been brought into existence is to establish the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Abbas, he mentions, he says that when you see ibadah in the Quran, then the Amr bin Tawheed, then it is commanding you to implement Tawheed, because ibadah la tusamma ibadah illa bin Tawheed. Because ibadah is not called ibadah, worship is not worship, except that it has to have a Tawheed. So Ibn Abbas, he said, whenever you sign, you find ibadah, worship in the Quran, it means Tawheed. Worship Allah alone. This is the reason for it and the purpose for your creation. That's the greatest thing in your life. Is establishing the Tawheed, worshiping Allah and Allah alone. So the point is, if that's the greatest thing in your life, then as prioritization, you have to put that in order. If that is not in order, nothing else in your life is going to be in order. So when you look at the kuffar and they live the way they live and everything is tore up and it's upside down, well then is there any yani, amazement as to why that is? Of course, that makes sense. Why? Because the greatest thing that they should be concentrating on is out of whack, so then everything else is going to be out of whack. That's what they get for turning their backs on the guidance. That's what they get. But for those that have accepted the guidance now, our life should be in order. Why? Because the greatest thing is in order and everything else is going to fall into place if you what? If you apply the guidance to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a manual on how to live our lives. You see? And it's inside of the Quran and it's inside of the Sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So if you want to live your life and live it right, then you have to live in accordance to that which Allah Ta'ala He has revealed. Hada fa salah.